You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show on Big Blue View Radio, your go-to source for New York Giants analysis. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is Welcome back to the Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum. We are on to week six of the NFL season. The New York Giants will be facing off with the Washington football team. First time ever under the new moniker for the franchise in Washington. This game quite possibly might be the best available chance for the Giants to get a victory right now as they are actually considered to be favorites in terms of betting lines. That's a first this season. This is a game where, frankly, it's just based on capitalizing on opportunity and not allowing this defensive line to completely uh, eviscerate the Giants' offensive line. Yeah, that, that I think really will be the battle of this game is uh, can the Giants' offensive line hold up against this deep, talented athletic um we could keep throwing out superlatives washington defensive front and this defensive line has caused fits for every single team that they've played so far it doesn't matter if they have a good offensive line they can create mismatches and wreak havoc create some serious negative plays because of the talent they present it's also worth noting they will have chase young back despite him missing some time early in the season because of injury. So he was looking like he was more at 100% this past week, and he will be ready to go against the Giants this Sunday. Now for offense, we're going to open up as we typically do with breaking down all the stuff that you want to know and everything you need to know from a scouting report perspective. We have to discuss, like we always do first, the quarterback situation. Dwayne Haskins right now is listed as the third quarterback. Many expect him to be traded sometime soon. If not, he is not the starter right now. Kyle Allen started last game but went out very early with an apparent arm injury and was also checked for a concussion. Alex Smith, a player who has not played in multiple seasons because of a gruesome leg injury and a very difficult recovery process has not played until this past week when he filled in for an injured Kyle Allen. So right now we don't know for sure when we're recording this on Tuesday who will be the starting quarterback, but Ron Rivera has said that Kyle Allen will start if Alex or uh, if if he is fully healthy and available to go and do so. Alex Smith will play if Kyle Allen is not ready to do though, if he can't. So we don't know for sure exactly who will be the guy, but we know that they have very similar play styles. Yeah, yeah. Historically, Alex Smith has been a quarterback with a really quick release. He really excels in the short and intermediate area. He had been an 
athletic quarterback, I think a surprisingly athletic quarterback for some defenders, you know, a guy who can move the pocket, who can throw off of uh, maybe not your typical launch angles, throw on the move, stress the defense with his legs. Um, yeah, I'm not sure he's that player anymore. When he finally got back on the field last week, he looked kind of like a 36-year-old quarterback who hasn't played in 700 days because of a really bad leg injury. That's kind of who he is right now. Uh, Kyle Allen, he he's kind of a younger version of Alex Smith. I think he's more athletic than people really believe he is. He has a very quick release, uh, reasonably accurate, not an inefficient quarterback. You know, he will execute the offense, and he's at his best when he's got timing, when he's in rhythm. You know, he's generally not an out-of-structure launch the ball all over the yard quarterback. But if he can have good timing, be in rhythm, he can move the ball down the field. He can be effective. Alex Smith, this past game when watching him, he just does not look like the same player in my perspective, as you said, Chris. He was previously known when he was in his earlier days as being a bit elusive, being good on the run, being good outside of structure. He did not look like that at all. He looked like a guy that was coming back from a serious injury. He really, really struggled with mobility, and he was eaten up by Aaron Donald and some of the other members of that Rams defensive line. Kyle Allen, though, conversely, I, I will agree with you, Chris, that he does present some underrated qualities, but he is a marginal quarterback talent at best. His arm talent is not very good. There's a reason why he was undrafted before coming into the NFL and then having that opportunity last year to step in and start. He's also a big reason why the Carolina Panthers started to struggle down the line. So he could get the job done if the Giants don't put enough pressure on him and put him in enough difficult spots. But if, if things are fluid and easy for Kyle Allen, he could very well end up picking this Giants defense apart if they don't do their assignments and their jobs correctly. We also have to mention Antonio Gibson, their starting running back, the rookie out of Memphis, a former receiver slash running back with this Memphis team. He is very talented, and right now he is one of the most elusive running backs in the NFL uh, per pro football focus. Yeah, that was something you could see in his in his college tape. He he isn't elusive in the same way as, uh, say, Saquon Barkley. He doesn't really string moves together like that, but instead he has good size. I, I believe he's over 220 pounds. He's a very strong running back. He plays with a wide base. He's got good vision and good contact balance. So it can be difficult to get him to the ground, and he's able to make subtle movements to basically encourage defenders to kind of slide off of him. And then he's able to keep his balance and keep going. For sure. And that, that was why he was such a, a highly sought-after talent coming out of Memphis. He wasn't a highly, super highly drafted player, but a lot of people considered him to be a, a possible gem. And he has shown some serious production stepping in after they got rid of Adrian Peterson. There's a reason why they have been reliant on him for a majority of the carries. They also have J.D. McKissick. We're going to get to talking about him in a second with their offensive strengths. But lastly, the last player to know has to be Terry McLaurin. Right now, he is in the top 15 in receptions and also receiving yards in the NFL. Very, very productive. Over 400 receiving yards yards so far this season. And he is a guy that is, is very quick 
and is dangerous when he has that ball in his hands. Yeah, that, that's a thing we saw all last year where even without the best quarterbacking, he is still able to be productive because you can still scheme ways to get him the ball. You can get him the ball in space, uh, screen passes, sneak him out into voids, into zone coverage. And once he gets the ball in his hands, that's when the play starts for him. Scary Terry has been a, a, a serious gem for this Washington football team offense as he has shown progression into his second season. So he is going to be the number one guy that they're going to be trying to get the ball to. You can probably bet that James Bradbury will be covering him for most of the game. Last game, Bradbury shutting down Amari Cooper. I believe he only had one reception for eight yards when he was on James Bradbury. So expect that matchup to happen again. And that's something that we will certainly be paying attention to. As I've already alluded to the big clear strength for this Washington football team. It has to be their duo of running backs and the skill set that both of them provides. Gibson is a good space player. He's on the bigger side around 6'2", 220. As you said, he's very, very elusive as we've already talked about. But what also gives them a boost is having McKissick, who's not really going to get a lot of touches under center, a lot of handoffs, but what they love to use him is as a gadget player. They will move him out into the slot. He will run routes, and he's good for five to seven receptions a game. He is, he is that good of a receiver despite being listed as a running back. Yeah, and that's something that's a trait he shares with Antonio Gibson. You know, back in college it, at Memphis and in the JUCO ranks, Gibson was really much more of a hybrid player. He played a lot of snaps out of the slot as a running back wide receiver hybrid uh you know maybe going back ways call him a slot back that gives the washington offense a lot of versatility yeah i noticed they would have both of those players on the field and start in a traditional one back shotgun set and then mckissick would motion from the slot into a two back set and they could go from a look like that to an empty set the next play and then into a pistol set, the play after that. So that gives them a lot of versatility, the ability to mix and match looks and really create matchups that they're looking for to try to help scheme these players open for Kyle Allen, Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins, whoever happens to be there. And it's almost a non-traditional way to use your weapons. You, you normally see offenses have diverse receiving groups this this Washington football team I, I have to quickly take a make a like a quick uh, um, thought off the top of my head it has to be the most annoying thing Chris to constantly have to say Washington football team it's not like a normal team where there's separate from the location there is the mascot and you can just say the mascot or the location but instead you have to say the full thing Every single time. I don't mean to take us off on too much of a tangent, but that that has to be the most annoying thing that we're going to have to deal with until they change it. Well, I have constantly been writing about them, trying to avoid referring to them as the WTF. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just the football team. Right. I. God, that sounds even worse, just saying the football team. Washington, I guess. Uh, Washington, uh, the, the one thing that they do is that's, that's very unique is using their running backs as their primary mode of production seems to be their goal. Instead of, besides McLaurin, they don't really have uh, many other receivers that I would say are, are major threats. 
No, not not really. They don't have a whole lot at tight end. Uh, Logan Thomas is big, reasonably athletic. Uh, Jeremy Sprinkle, again, you know, pretty classically sized tight end. Isaiah Wright, Dontrell Inman, Cam Sims, Antonio Gandy, Golden. Those guys aren't big, big threats out there. But the combination of McLaurin and then Gibson and McKissick that does give them some options to move the ball and options they can employ in pretty creative ways. Gandy Golden is someone who, as a rookie, very talented, but he he's a a a year away before he really reaches that potential. So as you can hear, that that whole group lacks a, a lot of depth and a lot of explosive players outside of Terry McLaurin. If we want to discuss this offensive line, though, it has to be easily pointed out as their largest weakness. We talk about on a weekly basis how the Giants' offensive line tends to struggle. I, I don't think that you can compare the Giants' offensive line and Washington's offensive line. I, there is a not a significant drop-off, but Washington has failed dramatically to protect whoever is under center. There were plays when Alex Smith was in there where I was fearing for that dude's life. Coming back from that major injury, I was so worried that he was going to go out there and get injured again because there is such little protection provided to him. It's worth noting that West Garden, uh, Martin, their left guard, graded as a .2 per pro football focus when going up against Aaron Donald. Uh, actually, not just Aaron Donald. That was the whole game, but a lot of that was because of Aaron Donald. They are very, very sloppy in terms of protecting quarterbacks. So it, this is going to be a game where the Giants are going to be able to hit home and, and get some serious sack production with a number of guys. Yeah, or at least they should be able to. If they can't, then there's probably some questions that need to be asked. Now, it is worth mentioning, Brandon Scherf is not playing, but Washington did get Morgan Moses back at right tackle, and he is a solid right tackle. And with the Giants suddenly having questions at edge, that is a bit of a boost to them. And it is also worth noting that while their pass, pass protection is not great, they do have a reasonably solid run-blocking offensive line. ESPN has introduced their uh, run-block win rate metric, and Wes Martin actually grades seventh with a 75% run-block win break. Uh, run-block win rate. That's a tongue twister. And their center, Chase, uh, Chase Roulier, is fifth with, again, a 75% win rate. So they are capable of opening up holes. It would be, I think, something of an overstatement to say that they're a good or even a solid unit. Yeah, but that, that point on saying that this is this is just not a good offensive line. Besides the what you pointed out, their ability to run block is is better than you would expect. But what really drags them down is that center spot over in pass protection situations. Garen Christian, another player who I watched struggle a ton against the Rams, and he wasn't even facing off against Aaron Donald. There is just an overall lack of cohesive protection. I, I, I frankly, watching them try to protect against the Rams made me feel more confident in the Giants' offensive line going forward because they might struggle, but they are definitely um, not as bad as Washington is. They at least have... Andrew Thomas, who is young and developing, 
and showing and flashing some good stuff. They also have Cam Fleming, who is performing better than we expected him to. And the interior is also, um, if they're working together well, they'll have a good game. Nick Gates might not be might not be doing so hot and might be graded very poorly right now. But just as a general uh, full unit, I, they are not even close to the amount of problems that Washington has right now. Yeah, but I think that is a good spot to jump off for our for the def- uh, for our discussion of the defense. <laughs> right now, we are going to talk about the pass rushers that the Washington football team brings to this game. Before we do so, though, folks, we're going to take a really short commercial break. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. First player we have to bring up has to be Chase Young. He was the second overall pick. If the Cincinnati Bengals weren't drafting first overall and needed a quarterback, he might have been the first overall pick. This dude is so talented. The level of impact that Chase Young has had in this league as a rookie is almost unheard of. It is not common that rookies can cause fits for veteran offensive linemen like Chase Young can. Now, you will see guys be productive, but when Chase Young is on the field, he is somebody that you have to know where he is at all times. And you can't even do that because there's other guys that you have to worry about. Yeah, they Washington has a really, really good defensive front. They probably have one of the best defensive fronts in the entire NFL, right up there with San Francisco before they were destroyed by injury or the Browns even. Chase Young is a difference maker, but he's not the only difference maker on that front. Montez Sweat is there. Their first round pick last year. He is big, long, very long. Uh, I have in my notes, stupidly fast. You do not often see edge rushers with his kind of speed. He's even faster than Jadavian Clowney was coming out of South Carolina. And then... John Allen, Deron Payne, even Tim Settle, who's playing for Matt Ioannidis, who went down to down to injury. He's playing well. This is a deep... Oh, at Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, I'm not sure how you could forget him, but I almost did. This is just that deep of a unit. Oh, certainly. And, and you have to point to the guy that's playing across from Chase Young on the opposite end, Montez Sweat. Right now, he leads the team in th- with three sacks. The first thing, and I think the only thing that you need to just bring up in describing him, is this dude is 
fast. He is explosive. He is quick. Any synonym for speed works with describing Montez Sweat. And he is gradually progressing into a very talented pass rusher. And not and he's not a guy that that's in a situation where he's the only pass rusher on his team. Because of everybody around him that we've already brought up, that makes them such a scary group because they can all work off of each other. If somebody gets beat on one rep, that's some that's possible that he could free up somebody else because attention is diverted. And just to put his speed into context, he is six foot six, two hundred and sixty pounds, thirty-six inch arms, and he runs a four four forty with a thirty-six inch vert and a ten five broad jump. That that shouldn't even be a thing. <laughs> like that like that that is just barely human athletic performance what he is capable of athletically just the explosiveness the speed is kind of absurd his athletic profile is unreal and you can bet that you have a guy in chase young across from him who has likely a very similar athletic makeup we don't have those numbers because chase young didn't test during the combine but if he did it probably would have been pretty close on a number of those categories Besides talking up their defensive line, we have to acknowledge their glaring weaknesses. The first one, and this is something that you don't see a whole lot in the NFL unless your defense is really struggling in in one specific category, but they have a ton of MAs. There are so many missed assignments that this, this group has. There were plays where someone clearly messed up what their assignment was supposed to be on that play and allowed wide open passes for huge gains. The one that I point to is against the Rams allowing a 50 or so yard touchdown reception off of a wheel route because three guys were in the area and not a single one of them knew who was supposed to pick them up. That's not somebody playing through a uh, playing through the coverage and, and Jared Goff reading the coverage and, and receiver getting through the, the opening in it. That is just strictly nobody knowing who's supposed to pick up the guy. That is something that the Giants need to take advantage of, uh, just given the circumstance. There's not going to be a lot of games where you have a secondary who makes the mistakes like this team. Yeah, th- this isn't, you know, we were talking be- talking before we started recording, this isn't a case of like the Cowboys who just can't tackle. These are miscommunications, missed assignments, guys being out of position, and those kinds of mental mistakes create opportunities for offenses. And Washington also kind of puts themselves in those in those positions where the defense kind of shatters. They give huge cushions off the line of scrimmage. So the the catch and run opportunities are going to be there. And if they get those miscommunications, you know, the bend and bo- bend but don't break defense just breaks that's it so the Giants need to identify those situations those opportunities and take advantage of them because unless something changes in a hurry they'll be there however it is worth noting also this um this secondary also does provide a lot of big open cushions there is not a lot of up in your face press coverage and when watching 
the Rams game, their most recent game, you did notice a lot of free, easy releases. That eventually can lead to opportunities for catch and run. Guys like Darius Slayton, if, if he takes a slant, he can pick up another 10 yards. So I would expect a lot of the route combinations to be based on soft off coverage. Yeah, and that does present opportunities for Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, uh, theoretically Evan Ingram, if he ever runs down the field and they actually get him the ball in space in stride. Uh, potentially even... Devonte Freeman if the Giants decide to use him on like a wheel route or an angle route or something like that so those opportunities will be there the Giants just need to put themselves in position to take advantage of them in terms of strengths we've already talked up this defensive line they are a sound unit across the board even though Matt Ioannidis is currently out they still have talented players on the interior with Deron Payne, with Jonathan Allen, and then all of the available pass rushers they have. That is why they are able to create so many issues for any offensive line that they face. Yeah, th- this is not a defensive front like Dallas where they have one or two decent players, but the rest of them kind of just look fat and slow. This is an athletic defensive front that causes problems for offensive lines. And Like we said at the top of the show, this, I think, is where the battle is going to be. Which side wins the line of scrimmage? Can the Giants avoid the Washington defensive front eviscerating their own offensive line? Because it'll be awfully hard for the Giants to take advantage of those big play opportunities if... Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, those guys are all living in their backfield. And it's also worth noting that their secondary, despite some of those younger guys making some serious mistakes, they do have two serious playmakers. That is Landon Collins and also Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller has three interceptions this year, and that is mostly because he is a very opportunistic cornerback. He understands how to read passes thrown in his direction the one I play I like to point to is again against the Rams most recent game that I watched Jared Goff tried to fit the ball into a tight area if it was a, a lower end corner I don't know if he would have made the play but because Kendall Fuller read it very very well and was able to step in and make an interception on that play so he is all over the field making plays and it and also Landon Collins former giant still the same guy that we've known him to be Good tackler, plays well in the box. He is going to come downhill fast. Yeah, last year he was actually one of the best run defenders in the NFL. Jack Del Rio, new defensive coordinator in Washington, he uses him kind of all over the place. I've seen him, seen Collins lining up as a deep safety, usually if they're in like a cover two, cover four type defense, but also see him line up deep and then come down to play right on the line of scrimmage as a box safety, strong safety, occasionally even a pseudo linebacker. And he's got an interception this year already this year. He's got a sack already this year. So he is a guy the Giants do have to keep track of because he might not be playing at the level he was back in 2016, but he is still a good defensive back. So as you can tell, this defense has big holes as well as some serious playmakers. 
that seems to be the the epitome of this roster as a whole. It is strong in various aspects, but seriously lacking in others that the Giants could very well take advantage of. There's a reason why that they are considered favorites in this game, not by a, a significant margin, but they are considered favorites. We'll see how this game turns out on Sunday. Immediately after, we will be providing you with a breakdown per usual. Be sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon. You can follow Chris at RaptorMKII. And also follow us at BigBlueView.com or uh, at BigBlueView on Twitter and Instagram. And also go to BigBlueView.com for more Giants news and analysis. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.